Hello everyone, you are now tuning into Armlad Podcast. I'm your host, Armlad himself, and today I would like to discuss on nice guys versus fuckboys. First and foremost, let's clarify what a nice guy is and what a fuckboy is. So, a nice guy. Someone who is nice is not the same as someone who is kind. Being nice is to please others or to do something that is pleasing out of politeness or avoidance of conflict. Being kind is to do something good or to do something we deem as the right thing to do out of care for the other person. It's like when people say, oh, he's just being nice. It means that he's not actually kind. He's just doing good things out of politeness. And when people do something nice, they want to be rewarded for it. At least some sort of appreciation. But when people do something kind, the act of kindness is a reward on its own. Because being kind makes us feel good, and that is essentially our reward. When we do something nice, we often think about what the other person would like, and we sometimes forgot to account for our own wants and needs. We don't consider ourselves. We are not in the equation. But when we do something kind, we are in the equation. And usually being kind is not at the cost of ourselves. And that is why when we are being nice, we want people to care for us in return. Because we do so well disregarding our feelings. So we need other people to do it for us. Well, when we are being kind, we don't need people to do it for us because we are already doing it for ourselves. And sometimes being kind asks us to do unpleasant things. Sometimes parents have to punish their kids. Sometimes you need to tell your friends that what they are doing is wrong. Sometimes, you have to walk away from the person you love. It's not a pleasant thing, but it can be done out of kindness and with no malice intent. And so nice guys, in essence, are people who are nice, but not necessarily kind. These are people who do pleasant things out of politeness, out of fear of creating conflict and expecting reward in return. So you see, the nice guys aren't exactly nice after all. They do things out of their own tendencies. They can't even do it any other way. Trust me, a nice guy cannot do bad things, especially to people they have a crush on or care or admire. They are too scared to be disliked, too scared to create conflict. And when they succumb to these tendencies of being nice, when they literally give themselves no other choice, they expect to be rewarded for it. They expect to be rewarded for the fact that they were raised to be nice. But honestly, it really isn't their fault. This stems from the lack of affection from the parents. They had to be nice. They had to do good. They had to go out of their way to try to make their parents proud, to feel loved. And so they think that this extends to other people as well. When they are nice, when they do what people expect them to, when they do things to please other people, They think that these people will love them in return. Even though their actions can be considered selfish, it really doesn't come from a bad place. It just comes from their need for love and affection as a child. He's just hurting. Just like a bully who does what he does out of desperate attempts to get attention. We shouldn't justify their actions, but at least we can understand where they are coming from. Where I was coming from. Because I was once a nice guy too. At the end of the day, when we throw ourselves around for other people, 
the person we hurt the most is ourselves. The real root of the problem for nice guys is that they never had a choice but to be nice. At least, they never felt like they get to decide. Now this is where the entitlement comes from. They feel like they have done their part and they can't understand why the other person still won't do their part. Added with the fact that they were raised to always return kindness and appreciate people who love them. They were taught that they need to love their parents no matter how annoying or how mean they get because they raised him, because they sacrificed for him. They suffer for nine months and even more for him. So he simply thought that that's how the world works. So for all of you nice guys out there, you need to understand that people have choices. You do, they do. You're free to do what you want, but they are just as free to do what they want. You're free to love the people you love, but they are just as free to not love you back. See, the thing about entitlement is, it's about demanding it from someone who isn't willing to give it. If you do kind things, if you do pleasant things, yes, you deserve kindness in return. But when you ask for that kindness from someone unwilling to give it, that makes you entitled. So don't do things you don't want to do to make people do what they don't want to do. And stop saying, I'm tired of being nice. If you don't want to be nice, then don't be nice. If that's not who you are, then don't do it. Because you get to decide how nice you want to be and how mean you want to be. You get to decide that. But then again, in order to decide that, you need to do bad things first. You need to embrace your deepest, darkest desire. Once you do all that and feel the pain that comes with regret, once you feel the pain that you inflict upon yourself when you hurt others, then you can decide for yourself what you like and who you want to be. As long as being nice is your choice and it is not forced upon you, you will never feel tired of being nice because you will never get tired of being who you are. And that's why in order to do that, a nice guy has to turn into a fuckboy. Or at least, I did. Because when we want to find balance, we tend to go overboard and overcorrect ourselves. If we have always been completely logical, when we try to correct ourselves, oftentimes we'll find ourselves completely disregarding logic. If you usually plan your stuff and lack spontaneity, when you want to learn to be spontaneous, oftentimes you'll find yourself going in completely unplanned when it is unwise to do so. We have a tendency to overcorrect ourselves. But that's the only way we get to experience both ends of the spectrum and find the balance for ourselves. And there is no right or wrong, not everyone lies right in the middle of the spectrum of good and bad. Barely anyone even. I don't think there is anyone who is perfectly 50-50 on good and bad. The balance is different for everyone. We just have to decide for ourselves where we are. So after being too tired to be nice, I decided I wanted to be a fuckboy and just not care about people. See, when nice guys are too consumed with the thought of what people want and completely disregard their own thoughts and feelings, essentially putting people on a pedestal, a fuckboy does what he wants with complete disregard for other people, essentially putting himself on a pedestal. But then again, 
even fuckboy behavior does not come from a bad place, but rather a sad place. A fuckboy is a person who has been hurt one too many times, that it completely depletes his courage and willingness to trust people. He no longer believes that humans are inherently good, and so he is constantly afraid of getting hurt all over again, so he closes himself up and gives minimal effort to show affection so that it doesn't hurt too much when you leave. For me, I learned this through the numerous heartbreak I went through. For others, it's from their parents. Parents who are emotionally unavailable no matter what the kid does. Either way, there is some sort of learned helplessness. In turn, they learn to bottle up their weaknesses and vulnerability, hit their pain from the world and even themselves. So even when they want to, it's hard for them to be vulnerable because they have never learned how. Again, this does not justify their actions, but it helps to understand where they are coming from. See, the problem with fuckboy is that they want to be loved without having to love. And the even bigger problem is people gravitate towards that, inadvertently encouraging that behavior. And there are two reasons why people gravitate towards that. So for the first reason, I'm going to share you this fuckboy trick so that you don't fall for it. But please, please, please don't use it on people because it is emotional manipulation at a high level and it hurts like fuck. I trust you guys to use this knowledge wisely. But number one is the gap between what they say and how they act. When we say I love you and then complain about stuff, this makes people think that they can earn our affection and get the so-called I love you behavior instead of the constant complaint and nagging if they fix their issues. And people tend to get caught up in earning something and not so much in getting something for free. Because getting love for free without having done anything can be scary for a lot of people, especially those who don't think you are lovable. So you spend time trying to fight a suffering that feels similar to what you're used to because you feel comfortable in that. You feel loved because it's the same twisted ways your parents tell you they love you. It's like if your parents always nag to everything you do, you'll find someone who nags at everything you do because they care. Because you feel comfortable in that. You feel that that's the love that you understand. Because you don't think you deserve the love that someone gives you for free. And you think you have to do something in return for that love. And when it comes to nice guys, genuinely nice guys who love you for free without asking anything in return, you don't know what the demands are. It's like walking into the unknown trusting that we deserve that love that we receive. While being with a fuckboy, having to earn that love by fixing our specific mistake that someone complains about is not only seemingly simpler and more certain, but also something that we seemingly deserve. And so staying with someone who loves us without asking anything in return can sometimes feel like a chore. It's like we have to stay because this person has loved us so amazingly and we have no choice but to return that. But that really isn't the case. And honestly, this is the same reason that at the end of the day, a fuckboy will leave when you start showing you actually do love him. 
because he has done nothing to deserve it. And it becomes a chore for him because you have done what he asked of you and so it is only fair for him to stay. But it becomes an obligation instead of a choice that he has to make. And fuckboys, they love their freedom. So when you unintentionally take it away, they get mad and they leave. So again, the first reason why people gravitate towards a fuckboy is because of that gap between what they say and how they act. But please, please, please don't use this trick just to get people to love you. Don't prey on the insecurity of people. Because essentially, you're using the fact that they feel as though they don't deserve love to get them to love you. And that is absolutely cruel. But yeah, that is the first reason why people go for fuckboys. Now, the second one is because they have an identity and they are authentic. This is usually the reason that nice guys are complaining about. Nice guys tend to say things like, Of course she goes for the skater boy. Of course she goes for the fashionable one. See, it's not the fact that he is a skater, or he is fashionable, or he rides bikes, or he rides expensive cars or whatever. It's, it's the fact that they have something that they like. Fuckboy, having spent most of their time thinking about what they want and what they need, of course they would know what they want and what they need. And so they have the sense of identity. While you nice guys, having spending too much time thinking about what other people want and barely spend any time thinking about what you want, you don't know your wants and needs. You lack an identity and in turn you lack authenticity. And it is this authenticity that people find attractive because authenticity shows confidence. It also reassures people that we are going to be consistent. It gives a sense of, I think I know this person. Because if you don't have an identity, or if your identity is based on someone's wishes and dreams, people can't relate to you. People don't know who you are because you are not showing it. Something that I realize is that when you miss people, you miss these identities, these consistencies, these little idiosyncrasies that we've come to learn about the person. See, when I first arrived in Australia, looking at the beautiful view of my new hometown, I wish that I have someone to share that moment with. I wish there was someone there in the car ride with me to share this experience, this view. And so I started asking myself, well, if someone is here, what would she be doing in the car that made it different? And so I started to conjure up a few different images, a few different cores of action that she might have done. And I encourage you to do the same. Imagine if you're in the back seat of your car on a long trip with someone you love. What would she be doing? What would he be doing? In the first scenario, I imagined her snuggling up to me, being all cute and happy, excited for the new place we will explore together. And I thought to myself, you know what? That'd be nice. And then I tried imagining a different scenario. I imagine we'd be listening to music that reminds us of home, one airpod on me and the other on her, while my pinky holds hers because she is shy and is uncomfortable holding my hand when other people are there. And I thought to myself, you know what, that'd be nice. And then I imagine another scenario. I imagine that she tried to take her rest because she couldn't sleep on airplanes 
but she doesn't want to bother me, so instead of putting her head in my lap, she puts her head beside my leg. And I thought to myself, you know what? That'd be nice. And then another scenario, I imagine she'd ask the driver to turn the radio up and would start singing along even though we're both off-key, but we just don't give a fuck that the driver is most likely annoyed. And I thought to myself, you know what? That'd be nice. See, in all these scenarios, I realized that it really doesn't matter what she does, as long as it is something that is uniquely her, something that shows her identity. It shows a certain level of connection between us and understanding of each other's personality. Because essentially, that is what we crave as a human being. Now, how can we connect with someone who is a fickle of our imagination? whose personality is consistent based on the people he's pleasing. You're always asking, why go for the biker boy who treats her like shit instead of someone who treats her nice? See, if being nice is your only identity, is your only value, and even that is forced upon you, really, what do you have to offer? See, it's less about what your identity is, but more about how much you know your identity and how much you live by it. It's like if a banana tastes like a banana, then everyone can decide for themselves whether it's something they like or it's something they don't. But if the banana barely tastes like anything, then it's hard for people to decide if they like it or not because they can't really taste it. See, that's what happens when you don't know who you are. And if you are just trying to be their idea of a perfect partner, then essentially you are a banana tasting like, say, a watermelon. Now, would they go for the real and authentic watermelon? Or would they go with the banana that tastes like watermelon? See, if that biker boy or that skater boy isn't nice, at least he has redeeming qualities. You, on the other hand, on the days that you're not nice, what do you have to offer? Or are you too narcissistic to say that you'll always be nice and never otherwise? So for those of you nice guys who are always wondering why people go for the fuckboys, well, it's because they're just a tad bit better than you guys are. Added with a sprinkle of emotional manipulation, which I believe to be unintentional, because I don't think they're, they're aware of this trick. Now, if you have a nice guy tendency of looking for love and being entitled to it, but uses this trick of a fuckboy intentionally, which I explain is an emotional manipulation that will make people in general more attracted to you by taking advantage of their insecurity and how our brain are wired to function, which is downright cruel just by the way, then you are what today's culture referred to as a soft boy. You take the worst of both sides and combine it to get what you want. See, this is the result of having the knowledge, but not the responsibility to use it wisely. It is essentially a weaponized nice guy. And that is definitely the worst out of the tree. Now, if you are a soft boy, I encourage you to use the knowledge that you have to figure yourself out before you figure anyone else out. Because like Uncle Ben said, or Aunt May for newer Spider-Man fam, with great power comes great responsibility. It's been me, Aram Lad. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode.